Hello, everybody, and welcome to Locked On Flames, brought to you by Built Bar. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and today I have you covered with all your World Series updates. And LA brings home a second title in just a matter of weeks. Has it been months? I don't know. Time isn't real, (laughs) but I will have uh, all your Dodgers content and a little bit of controversy this episode, so you're going to want to stick around. I hope you are all having a fantastic Wednesday. I had to think about what day of the week it is because I thought it was Thursday all day, but I have uh, a lot of content coming up for you guys in the next two days, so uh, Thursday and Friday, you're going to have a lot of content to to consume, and I hope you're ready because we've got a lot of fun interviews planned, uh, just kind of different, different take on the show for, uh, for a little bit and, uh, you know, just kind of switching it up and seeing what sticks and hoping to hear feedback from you guys. Um, like I mentioned, uh, we are going to be talking about baseball today. Now, if you are Canadian, uh, you know, you only have the Toronto Blue Jays. And I'm curious, if you're a listener to this show, do you have a baseball team? And uh, if it's not the Blue Jays, who is it? Like, do you have a loyalty to this team? Because, I mean, obviously, me, I grew up outside of Boston, so it was the Red Sox. My boyfriend grew up in New York, so he's a Yankees fan. You know, it's just kind of that, you know... It's that simple for us, I guess. So I'm always interested when uh, fans who don't have uh, a sports team in their market, um, like how they pick a team. Because I don't know. I I don't know if I would pick either the Dodgers or um, Tampa Bay if I were from Calgary. (laughs) But uh, the Dodgers won game six, uh, three to one, after trailing until uh, about the sixth inning. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays pitcher Blake Snell was having a fantastic game and only gave up two hits before he was being pulled. Um, He gave up a single to Austin Barnes that Kevin Cash, the manager, said, nope, I've had enough of this. You're getting pulled. And (laughs) three of the best hitters on the Dodgers were 0 for 6. with in six strikeouts against Snell, and they were all coming up next. So I'm not entirely sure what Kevin Cash was thinking, but as a Mookie Betts fan, I have to say thank you. <laughs> but it it's so disappointing because I didn't have a dog in this fight at all. I I love Mookie Betts, but you know I'm not gonna sit here and say the Dodgers were clear front runners because of Mookie Betts or. Or Tampa was a clear front runner because of Randy Arozarena. Like it's not like both teams were fairly like evenly matched in my eyes. I, I I don't know. It didn't seem like one had a clear upper hand going into the World Series and the other. I think that you know the National League is a joke. <laughs> so I do think that the Dodgers had an easier path, but that doesn't mean that. this championship means nothing or that, you know, it was a cakewalk or anything like that. So um, (laughs) 
I try. I was trying to compare uh, Blake Snell being pulled uh, to like a goalie situation, and you know, after only giving up two hits, it feels kind of foolish to pull your starter, who is arguably your ace, and uh, you know, that would be like Jeff Ward pulling Markstrom after somebody like hits the pipe during a shutout, and it's like the second period, (laughs) you know, like it just, there's no real justification behind it. And I don't even think it was like a hard hit single or anything. There was nobody in scoring position or really any reason for the Rays to worry about anything. So pulling Snell really gave the Dodgers a bigger advantage and well, Mookie Betts would go on to hit a home run. <laughs> so, you know, um, obviously Dodgers won 3-1. Uh, to one, And it was really great to see um, a team that hasn't won it in such a long time win it. And, you know, blue is a good color. So, um, <laughs> you know, their shirts and World Series merch will be cute. <laughs> um, I've seen a lot of... Like, indie brands come out with, like, really great Mookie Betts shirts. I wish I could remember one off the top of my head so I could plug it, but I I can't. So maybe later in the uh, next few days we will uh, remember and plug that. But, you know, I think that Mookie Betts... I'm, this episode is literally just going to be titled Mookie Betts because I keep saying his name. But, um, you know, Mookie is just a class act. I... It, it hurts that he's on the Dodgers for essentially the rest of his career, but you know I'm happy that he added another ring to his collection. Um, all my homies hate Joe Kelly, so that's all I have to say about him adding another ring to his collection. But coming up next, we dive into the controversy that is Justin Turner. Justin Turner um, was pulled from the game. I believe it was like the sixth inning. I could be making that up completely. But a lot of people were confused. And then news came out mid-game that he tested positive for COVID-19. And obviously was asked to self-isolate and, you know, follow procedures. Uh, He didn't. (laughs) Uh, The MLB staff and security basically told him, you know, like, you, you need to isolate. Like, this is unsafe you need to follow the rules and he said no and went on to the field and celebrated putting so many people at risk (laughs) Uh, people have created like a literal laundry list of excuses why it isn't justin turner's fault and why it's the mlb's fault and solely the mlb um and i'm a little confused there because (laughs) if a player's test result doesn't come back before the game or um, if it comes back inconclusive, I would think that they would have to sit out or, you know, maybe get our rapid tests a thing. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I feel like they would be because uh, this is sports, but I, again, no idea. But 
you know, that is on him to, that is on, sorry, that is on the MLB to have some sort of protocol there because, you know, I'm sure this isn't the first time that tests haven't come back uh, between when they're tested and when the game starts. So that is on the MLB, yes. But where it's on Justin Turner, uh, when he just clearly refused to break protocol and go on the field and celebrate and put everybody uh, at risk. Now, it doesn't matter if you're asymptomatic or not because you might be asymptomatic in spreading it to somebody who will not be asymptomatic. It is not... I don't even know, like, what... It it doesn't, like... (laughs) Your symptoms aren't going to mimic the person you caught it from because I know people who have caught it... um, you know, I'm pretty sure, like, they got it at work and have, like, been, like, deathly ill with it. And then, you know, the person that they live with who literally lives in close quarters with them gets it, but they're asymptomatic. So it's just kind of, not even kind of, it is beyond irresponsible uh, of Justin Turner to do that. I think that he should be fined. I think that there should be a harsh punishment for him. Because I don't understand how you can, uh, you know, break safety uh, protocols and be a danger to public health. It, like that is a that has to be some sort of violation of a law or something. Because you know what, if the if somebody in the fans or if a fan in the stand had, you know, broken a rule of like walking around without their mask on, you know that they probably would have been arrested and thrown thrown out but (laughs) the guy wins the world series and literally has covid and it's okay but you know what i'm gonna try and keep my fingers crossed that uh you know maybe justin turner will release a notes app apology and say i i i admit it i was wrong and hopefully he you know hopefully is he is taking care of himself and uh you know, I think his wife was with him as well, and I hope that she takes care of herself as well. And coming up next, we wrap up the show with with a quote from Mookie Betts that destroyed my heart. But first, a word from our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is a staple in my life. It is an everyday essential. It is in my purse. It is in my car. It is... You know, I have a little to go, like, um, first, not first aid kit, but a go to kit in my car for when, you know, things go wrong. Like, I have band aids, deodorant, neosporin, uh, Advil. And now I have built bars in there as well because, you know, having enough energy to get you through those days, whether it be working, running errands, producing a podcast every single day, you have to be ready and you have to be well-fueled. And Built Bar does just that. Built Bar is low-calorie, low in sugar, and high in protein, and it is great for anybody on the keto diet. Uh, They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Uh, Six new flavors are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Now, I need to get my hands on some carrot cake because, oh my goodness, I absolutely love carrot cake. And if it has like cream cheese 
frosting, like as a coating, ooh, your girl would fall in love with that. But some of my original 12 uh, favorites are the peanut butter brownie, orange, salted caramel, banana bread, and peanut butter. I am a big fan of candy bars and the fact that these are dipped in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew, uh, kind of like a Three Musketeers bar. Oh, I love it. I think it's wonderful. They're great if you want to lose or maintain weight or, uh, you know, kind of keep your life balanced. And, you know, you get to treat that sweet tooth that you have. And going on right now at BuiltBar.com, you can use promo code LOCKEDON and you will get 20% off of your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Prior to Game 5, Mookie Betts sat down with David Ortiz, who is one of my childhood favorites and one of, in my opinion, one of the greatest clutch players of all time. But uh, Mookie broke my traumatized by sports heart by going on to say, I had initially thought I was going to be a Red Sox for life. God always has a plan for things. And I was just kind of following what he was telling me to do. He said, I thought I was going to be a Red Sox for life, you guys. Like, this, it physically pains me because I feel like the Red Sox organization did him so dirty. They talked down to him when he was, I believe it was his 2016 season. And they said, um, and, or he said in, in an interview, you know, this is the best I'm going to be. And that was still like relatively early on in his career. So, you know, it was just kind of disgusting to see how the Red Sox traded him for um, what would be the equivalent to a bag of pucks in hockey. And not only did they trade Mookie Betts, they traded uh, David Price, who was uh, very inconsistent, but he was finding himself on an upward trend, in my personal opinion, uh, after, you know, kind of getting the chip off of his shoulder. And, you know, the Red Sox uh, pitching staff uh, in starting rotation this season was less than stellar, uh, far less than stellar, and um, beyond needs improvement. But, um, you know, hearing a player say that, is so heartbreaking, and I know I know we talk about it all the time about how this game is a business, but you know when a player means so much to the city and has done so much for the organization, you really wonder why these teams aren't willing to pay a player. And it's not even like the <laughs> baseball has a salary cap. You know, like yes, there's the luxury tax. But you're rich already. Like if you own a baseball team, you can <laughs> you can shell out a little bit of a little bit of luxury tax. You know what I mean? So, you know, I don't really feel bad for the Red Sox uh, owners or anything like that. I think that they have too many hands in the pot or too many chefs in the kitchen in regards to trying to manage the Red Sox. Uh, you know that Fenway Sports Group. They have the obviously the baseball team and they have uh, the Liverpool soccer team or football team. So I think that there is going to come a time where 
John Henry and Linda Henry have the discussion of selling the Red Sox and live and move across the pond and figure it out and get Liverpool and, you know, up and functioning. I mean, it's already a fantastic uh, football club, but, you know, kind of do (laughs) to them what they did to the Red Sox. And uh, my heart goes out to Liverpool fans. But, you know, we can't have it all. And, you know, that'll do it for me today. Coming up the rest of the week, like I said, we have a lot of content coming to you. And we're going to talk about bubble life in the NHL versus MLB. Might have a few interviews uh, with some pretty cool people that you probably will know from the internet. And, you know, you should really make sure that you're following me on Twitter at Jessica Belmosto because... You know, I'm pretty funny, and sometimes I just tweet uh, into the oblivion, and I, you know, you'd probably get to know me a little bit better if you followed me there, but please be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you will get the latest episode of Locked on Flames as soon as it's available each day. Normally, I ask y'all to uh, subscribe and listen to a podcast, but today I have a very important inquiry. A request. I want you all to go over to your little podcast app and show some serious love to Locked On Bruins. Uh, Ian McLaren is one of the main reasons I got into writing about sports and have continued with it. And I had a conversation with him earlier this week that um, really hit home. And, you know, I think his show deserves a lot more love than it gets. So, you know, I will wrap it up there and I will talk with you all tomorrow. Bye-bye.